0: This is episode 47. Why don't I feel happy with Jennifer? Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. I know you have a lot of options when it comes to podcasts, so I sincerely appreciate you being part of the Over It and On With It community. And a special thanks to those of you who've been leaving rating and reviews. It not only means a lot to me, it really helps the show. So you can do that on iTunes. It's super simple. You can just click the stars to leave a rating. And if you feel inspired to spend a couple minutes or seconds leaving a review, that's awesome too. So I am still riding a bit of a high, a high of the heart, a high of gratitude, because last weekend I facilitated my signature retreat and it was off the charts. I swear the women flew out of there. The miracles that happened, oh my gosh, the the courage, the vulnerability, how different everyone just physically looked. And it was only, you know, Friday afternoon through Sunday afternoon, but people had physical transformations. And just the joy and deep connection they left with, the connection to themselves, to their higher power, and to each other. It was just We were all just beaming on our way out of there. And it's the perfect setup for today's call, you know, talking about the state of joy everyone left in, because that's a question that I get a lot. How do we get to that state of joy of deep connection and keeping ourselves there and knowing that there's nothing wrong with us? How do we get rid of feeling like hurts from our past impact our ability to be happy in the present? Well, part of what made the retreat so powerful is that we didn't start with the intention or goal of being quote unquote happy or better because no one is broken anyway. I begin all of my retreats and all of my work with people in a place of acceptance, of really meeting every individual with love for exactly where they are. Your heart is broken. Great. Let's love it. You're frustrated. Great. Let's accept it. You feel stuck in your life. Awesome. Let's meet it. Let's not try to fix it right away. Let's not try to go into a bunch of tips or techniques to make you feel better, to make you feel happy. Let's move into acceptance because acceptance is the first law of spirit. So that's where the healing and the transformation always begins. So after we moved into that acceptance, we took a journey through what may be called the dark emotions, anger, guilt, shame, grief, sadness, you know, those feelings we don't like to feel because they just feel bad and they can be scary. But here's the deal. At some point, we all have to have the courage to face our dark, to go to those dark, scary places. That's why I talk about this so much on the show. You know, we, As humans, we learn through contrast. At the University of Santa Monica, where I got my master's degree in spiritual psychology, they define healing as the application of love to the places inside that hurt. Suppression, repression, numbing, and pretending you're fine is not love. Love is bringing compassion to those dark, scary, yucky memories and feelings. And the journey is so worth it. One, because if you go through it and discover a depth of compassion for the emotions you don't want to face, you will unlock so much love inside yourself. It will be a game changer. And two, because on the other side of the dark is so much joy. True elation comes from being liberated from the judgments and limiting beliefs that unresolved issues and suppressed emotions perpetuate. I am so excited to share today's call with Jennifer because it's a beautiful demonstration of what I'm speaking about. She wants to know how to be happier, but that actually wasn't what I coached her about because from my point of view, I don't think we should strive to be happy all the time. Happy is really a state. It's a state of elation or excitement. And as human beings who learn and grow through contrast, like I said, being in one state or feeling all the time is never the goal. However, I will encourage you to consider that being in the state of awareness and acceptance, and in the vibration of love is really what we're here to learn how to do consistently. Not just how to do, but how to be, to truly be love. And love doesn't necessarily mean being happy all the time. Love is unconditional. It accepts all. It greets whatever emotion or issue we're facing with compassion. Anger and sadness and all those things aren't the opposite of love. Do you know what the opposite of love is? Apathy, indifference, The more we're in the loving, the more we accept the dark and bring love to the places inside that hurt, the less we feel the darker emotions, and the more we experience the state of not only happiness, but deep, deep, tear-jerking, heart-opening, gratitude, and compassion. I had tears rolling down my face so many times during the retreat because my heart just kept breaking wide open, not because I was taking on other people's pain but because I just felt so much compassion and so much elation that they were liberating themselves. So as you're listening to this call with Jennifer, consider, do you have an expectation that you should feel happy all the time? Do you even sometimes put on a mask pretending that you're happy and everything's fine, but really you're not? Are you waiting for something outside of you to make you happy or make you feel settled? Are you really struggling with just not feeling happy at all, even maybe depressed? Or do you feel like nothing's really terribly wrong, but nothing feels terribly right either? So keep those questions in mind. And before we get into my coaching session with Jennifer, I just want to share with you that today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com and you can get a free audiobook download and a 30 day free trial at audibletrial.com slash over it and on with it that link will be in the show notes. Audible spelled A-U-D-I-B-L-E. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, MP3 player, however you consume books. And you can find Expectation Hangover on audible.com. So check it out again, audibletrial.com slash over it and on with it. And now on to my call with Jennifer. Hello, Jennifer. Welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi. (laughs) Well, I just want to know how I can
1: truly feel happy in my life. I feel that um, I never truly have just had an overwhelming sensation of happiness, and um, I just want to work on that.
0: Okay. Well, how would you know if you were happy?
1: I feel my definition of happiness would be that I feel like everything is settled in my life, that everything's going well. And I never I feel like I've never really felt that, mm-hmm. and I don't really feel like that now.
0: Mhm. And what has always been not going well in your life?
1: I just feel like things are always unsettled kind of, like I'm always in a transitional kind of period. And um, I've been working towards getting to that settled period, but not there
0: yet. <laughs> okay. And when's the last time you remember feeling happy? I
1: really can't tell you, like, fully, like, just happy. Like,
0: I really can't remember a time, maybe when I was younger. I'm wondering if you have a unrealistic view of happiness.
1: Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I just have this idea that everything, you know, I need to be, I need to have the job. I need to have the relationship. I need to have, you know, living on my own. Like I need everything to kind of be settled in order for me to just be, you
0: know, content. Well, here's the thing. How old are you? I'm going to be 25. Okay. (laughs) So life is never settled.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And we wouldn't want it to be. We always are learning. We're always growing. We're always changing. And sweetheart, there is so, there's just uncertainty in life. Mm -hmm. And if your definition of happiness is dependent upon having all the answers and things being settled and having no questions, then I feel like you're trying to fill a bucket with holes in it, wondering why it never fills up. Mm -hmm. So to me, the issue is you're looking at sourcing happiness from the outside rather than knowing that it's something you can generate right now? Because I 100% promise you, you could feel happy right now in this moment.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I feel like it's easier said. <laughs> well, that's, um,
0: that's because you want something on the outside. And are you aware of how much you laugh? You do a nervous laugh thing?
1: No, I
0: haven't realized that. But now that you're saying it, yeah. You do it a lot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So for someone who says she's not happy, you've got this kind of laughing happening.
1: Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you think that is? I don't know. Maybe putting on like the personal one all that.
0: Everything's good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how much do you, Put on a mask and pretend everything is okay when really you don't feel that way.
1: I feel like a lot of the time, um, especially because I've been suffering from a lot of anxiety, so I feel like
0: more recently I've had to do that a lot. Hmm. Hmm. So we learn through contrast. Mm-hmm. I know happiness because I've known deep, deep sorrow. Mm -hmm. And happiness was something I struggled with a lot because I, if you've listened to the show, I talk a lot about how I dealt with depression a lot of my life. Mm -hmm. And how I found happiness was I went to my sadness and my darkness. So Mm -hmm. how much do you give yourself permission to feel your shadow side, your sadness, your anger, your shame? How are you with those emotions?
1: I feel like I don't know i I feel like I constantly am I, I wouldn't call it like those dark feelings. um I would you know, I think my anxiousness and negative attitude is like a different a different place I go to, but going to like a dark place, I guess, maybe
0: not. because nervousness and anxiousness is just a result of suppressed emotion. Mm-hmm. anxiety is concern about the future the nervousness is like you know trying to keep everything inside so in one of the ways to happiness I mean there's things like gratitude and affirmations and there's all of that but I don't know that that's necessarily going to work right off the bat because what I'm getting from you is that especially you were the middle child right Mm-hmm. So I feel like you've adopted a persona of, I'm going to pretend everything's fine and everything's okay with me and, and look okay on the outside when often that's not how you feel. So how mm-hmm. often do you feel like, and I know you're not doing this like deliberately or intentionally to lie or to hurt people or anything like that, but how much do you feel like you're kind of faking it or you're pretending to be better than you are? A lot of the time. Right. Right. That's why you're not happy. It's not because Mm -hmm. you don't have the job or the husband or the 2.5 kids or the house in the suburbs. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And trust me, even if you go and get those things, if you don't deal with the core of what's really underneath all this, even those things won't make you happy. And then you'll feel worse because you're like, I checked all these things off the list and I'm still not happy. Mm -hmm. So the problem just exacerbates. So... My encouragement to you would be to start to let yourself feel, let yourself feel tears when they come. Let yourself feel anger when it's there. Use the tools, especially in the emotional section of expectation hangover. Do the release writing, do the temper tantrum technique. Get your feelings. Because here's the thing you know, even if you've had a very blessed life and not a lot of trauma, there's still Mm -hmm. things to be that hurt. There's still things that have happened to you in your life, Jennifer, that have been challenging emotionally. It could mm-hmm. have been just being the middle child and feeling in the shadow or invisible or anything you might have felt as that. It could have been one thing somebody said to you in third grade. It, it there's there's a variety of things it could be, but we all have sort of those darker emotions that we end up suppressing. Mm-hmm. So does anything come to mind when I say those things? Yeah,
1: I think, I mean, like a specific situation or... Either one. Yeah, I mean, I think that I've always strived to be better, you know, if it it was grades or if it was, you know, trying to have all the friends. And I think that I've had kind of um, tough situations with friends from, you know, when I was younger, you know, that are grades wise, maybe I didn't feel like good enough. So I feel like um, a lot of it kind of stems from just always trying to be like better or always trying to get to the next thing. Like,
0: what's going to be
1: better? You know?
0: Right. This is why you don't feel happy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is because of the unbelievable amount of pressure you put on yourself. And Mm -hmm. the fact that you don't give yourself space to feel. Mm -hmm.
1: So just by allowing myself to feel those emotions, you think that that will kind of help that?
0: Yes. I don't just think I I know from personal experience and from working with so many people at this point. You know, it's amazing at my retreats, when we do emotional release work, we do some grief work, we do some anger work. By the end of the night, everybody is downright giddy Mm -hmm. after doing a lot of yelling and crying. And I'm not saying that that's the only way to feel happiness. However, for you right now, and for a lot of people listening who have suppressed a lot in their whole life, it, those, Mm -hmm. those things, it's like, they don't just go away. It's sort of like a junk drawer, right? Like you can keep piling stuff and piling stuff into the drawer. And although you might not see it, it's there just because like you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. And Mm -hmm. you can't see into the drawer, really sort through it unless you start emptying stuff out. And underneath, you know, our essence our essence is love. You know, happiness is, is another It's another emotion. It's a, it's a feeling state. So to have the expectation that we're supposed to be happy all the time is unrealistic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: To be grateful, to be in acceptance. Yes, there, there are times in my life, you know, just this past weekend, there was something that happened and I wasn't happy. I was sad. I was sad and I had to feel it and I had to process it and I had to cry and journal and talk to a friend. And But I didn't let myself move into suppressing it, which would have led to anxiety and apathy.
1: Yeah, you're just saying that. So I'm thinking that, do you think that, you know, this feeling that I, you know, need to be happy, could that have to do with my anxiety that I've been dealing with? Yes. Because
0: that really... Yes. Say. How do you see those two things connecting?
1: I think that if you have an unrealistic expectation of happiness, then I'm going to have, you know, those worried nervousness, like always worrying about, you know, what the next best thing is going to be or, you know, just like constant state of, of anxiousness if I, you know, I'm always trying to get to that idealistic happiness.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. See, it's like between the unrealistic expectation and all the anxiety you put on yourself. Oh my gosh. Of course it's hard to be happy because Mm -hmm. like from your mind, you're never good enough. You're not doing enough. You should be doing more. There's always the next thing. It's endless. I would, I, I'm anxious just thinking about it. (laughs) yeah me too (laughs) yeah yeah so what if there wasn't anything to be better at what if you just got to be and what if you allowed yourself to feel and allowed yourself to really see what's so amazing about you right here right now Jennifer Mm -hmm. not someday in the future yeah so for now I I understand happiness is what you're asking me about. Mm -hmm. But what if for now, your intention could be acceptance? Mm -hmm. What if you could just accept yourself, see all the amazing things about you, really accept and celebrate who you are right now, and also accept your feelings. Accept that there might be sadness there, accept that there might be anger there. And use some tools to work through those feelings instead of keeping them inside. And accept that you're not perfect. And accept that you don't have to wear this mask to be liked. Mm-hmm. And when people ask you, you know, how you're doing, to answer honestly. Because fine stands for feelings inside not expressed. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. See, and notice now your energy shifted. You're no longer doing the nervous laugh thing. You're mm-hmm. really, you're really present. And yeah, if you... It, one of the hardest things for me is to just be present. Well, you're doing it right now. Mm-hmm. And why do you think you're able to do that right now in this moment?
1: Um, I don't know. I guess I'm just able to, you know...
0: Realize this importance of, I don't know, working on myself. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're moving into acceptance.
1: Right.
0: And I, my guess is you might also be feeling some relief because you have somebody telling you, look, Jennifer, you don't have to go be better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You don't have to go figure anything out. Yeah, it's more of
1: just accepting where I'm at right now and that it's okay.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So when that anxiety comes up, what can you tell yourself? How can you speak to yourself? Just telling myself to be present
1: and that, you know, everything is okay in this moment. And to
0: accept more, like where I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can say, you know, I'm enough. All is well. Mm-hmm. It's okay to just be here now. There's nothing I need to figure out in this moment. And allow yourself to feel. Because the other beautiful thing about feeling our feelings and not suppressing them and not putting all this pressure on ourselves is that It's like, again, cleaning out the junk drawer. The other thing that starts to reveal itself is our intuition. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I used to struggle a lot with anxiety. I don't so much anymore have anxiety about things because my intuition leads me. And so I know I'm going to get the clarity or get the answers I need. I know I'm going to be guided. Do you have a meditation practice?
1: No, I've tried to. But I can never seem to stick with it. Right. Recently, I yeah, recently I've been trying to get into it, but it's hard to start.
0: Yes, I hear that, and I actually wrote a blog about this recently about how, for people that have a lot of anxiety and suppress a lot of their feelings, meditation is really hard because, when you sit there, two things happen. The mind just works even more actively or you start to feel things you don't necessarily want to feel. Exactly. So you want to jump out of it. So my recommendation would be to start a practice to commit to doing mm-hmm. at least 40 days without taking a break because 40 days is when something turns from discipline to habit and just sit. And if you sit and it's uncomfortable and you cry or that's okay, that's okay. Just get to the place where you can start to sit with yourself and sit with your feelings and sit with your mind and not feel like you want to run away. You've got to stop running from the stuff you've been suppressing.
1: Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. How do you feel? I feel, yeah, like you said before, I kind of feel a little relief that, you know, you're telling me that it's okay where. I am, and I need to work on accepting that and staying in the moment and realizing that, you know, I will be led in the right direction.
0: Absolutely. And if your anxiety on a scale from one to 10, 10 being the worst, when we started the call, was at like a, what, like an eight or nine? What would mm-hmm. you say it's at now? Right, and two. Okay beautiful and that wasn't me sweetheart that is you moving into a state of acceptance Mm -hmm. so again happiness is is great but i think your definition of it is a little wonky so let's just put happiness aside for now and move into acceptance because i think acceptance is your doorway to true authentic joy and happiness
1: i think so too
0: I loved the shift in Jennifer. She felt way more authentic and connected to herself by the end of the call. And I really acknowledge her willingness to let go of what she thought she was asking and be open to the coaching that came through. One of the major things I've learned from coaching all these years is that the initial question someone asks is usually not what I end up answering. Most often there is something else that is at the root of the problem that's triggering the question. For example, in Jennifer's case, she's wanted to know how do I be more happy in life? But the question underneath that question that was illuminated is how can I take off the mask of being fine? How can I deal with the ways inside I feel not enough and get to a level of self acceptance so I can stop chasing external things for happiness? The discontent she was feeling was truly serving her because it was getting her attention. Often we have to experience some kind of expectation, hangover, or discomfort to wake us up, to reach out, to become a seeker, to finally bring. The healing to those places inside that hurt. And now that she has more information, she can actually pursue answers because she's no longer asking the quote unquote wrong or rather surface-based question. So as a coach or an amazing friend or a parent or a boss or spouse, it's really important to really attune and read between the lines with people I see a lot of coaches hear a question and jump right into solving it, jumping right into answering it, because they really want to please the client and make sure they give them their answer. Now, I could have given Jennifer a lot of happiness tips. I could have talked to her about exercise. I could have talked to her about keeping a gratitude journal. I could have talked to her about doing affirmations in the mirror. I could have talked to her about doing happiness meditations. And all of that would have served her, would have given her a bit of a high, some direction, some enthusiasm. But when it wore off, which eventually it would because she wouldn't be able to sustain it because her soul would always be trying to learn the lessons of she's got to take off the mask of happiness and thinking it comes from something outside. So eventually she'd be left with the same level of discontent. So a note to all coaches, please don't be attached to pleasing your clients and working to get them what they want right away. That's not a job. I had no attachment to helping Jennifer feel happy. And honestly, I don't think she necessarily felt happier by the end of the call but her anxiety level definitely went down and she had more awareness and was in deeper acceptance of herself. And that is the way towards happiness. Also ask people you're talking to, especially clients to define things before projecting your definition on them. For example, I asked Jennifer what her definition of happiness was. Her definition and my definition could be vastly different. She said her definition of happiness was having everything be settled. And that really clued me in on how to coach her next. You also probably noticed I pointed out her nervous laugh and I pointed it out with love. I made sure that it wasn't riding on the energy, that there was anything wrong with it. I wanted her to see it. I wanted her to hear it. So another thing as coaches, we're not just listening to words. We're really listening to tone of voice we're listening to inflection, we're listening to nervous habits, nervous laughs, or where the ums are, a lot of I don't knows. When I'm with someone, I'm really looking at their body language. So when we're with another human being and we really, really want to listen, we really want to be with them, we have to use all our senses and look at all the different ways they're communicating to us. Because it's not just what we say, it's how we say it, it's the energy it rides on, it's the nervous little habits that we have. And pointing those out to someone with love helps them grow. Also, when a client has an aha, like the dots Jennifer connected between her unrealistic view of happiness and her anxiety, really have them talk it out. I ask a lot of clients, you know, what did you learn from that? After every session I have with a client, I have them email me back what they really learned and what their ahas and what their insights are. It's always important to keep that balance in mind between giving people information and letting the person talk out what they're learning so the information really integrates inside of them. All right. So some other just broad tidbits to keep in mind. I really want to call you forward on your view of happiness. Is it realistic? Do you need to update your definition? Do you have an idea that everything needs to be checked off a list to be happy? Are you looking outside for answers, sourcing your happiness from something you can't generate right now on your own? But remember, you are responsible for your happiness and you are 100% able to feel happy right now in this moment. Remember, the mind doesn't know the difference between well-imagined thoughts and actual reality. So I just invite you right now in this moment to just think of one thing you're grateful for. Maybe it's listening to this podcast Maybe it's the fact that you have a smartphone that enables you to listen. Maybe you look down and you're like, wow, I've got 10 fingers. Whatever it is, really feel into that gratitude because gratitude is often a doorway to happiness. Please don't wait to check something off a list. Please don't wait for everything to be settled to be happy. Whether we learn this at 25 or much later in life, life is never settled. So if your definition of happiness is never having any unanswered questions, never having any uncertainty, it's time to update your definition. So what if you could just go be, feel, and see what is so wonderful about you and your life right now? What if for now you could just accept yourself and accept where you are in life? Acceptance is the doorway to happiness, peace, and clarity. Because with any kind of resistance or judgment, we can't get there. And remember, happiness truly, truly, truly is an inside job. So some takeaways, some assignments for you from this call. First, please take off the mask. Let yourself be seen. Let yourself be authentic like Jennifer had the courage to do. Don't pretend to be happy all the time if you're not. I'm not saying go around and be a whiny victim. But if you're having a tough time, be real. Say, you know what? I'm having a tough time and I could really use an ear. Do you mind listening? Next, don't be afraid to go to the dark. Don't be afraid to go to those places of anger, fear, guilt, shame, sadness, whatever they are. You know, use expectation hangover, use the emotional section of that. It will help. Or consider coming on a retreat or getting a coach, something, someone to help you. When we get to the other side of that, like I said in the beginning, there's so much joy, there's so much happiness. Have a gratitude practice every night write down what you were grateful for, even if it's just a little thing like a great parking spot. The more you generate the consciousness of gratitude, the more you literally will raise the serotonin levels in your brain. Also, I highly recommend meditation, especially for those people who suffer from a lot of anxiety, which makes it harder to be in the present moment, harder to feel happiness or contentment. I recently wrote a blog about why you're not meditating and how unprocessed emotions get in the way. So I also put a link to the show notes in that, or you can just Google Christine Hassler, why you're not meditating. And finally, I invite you to start a 40-day practice. You know I'm big on those. Some kind of discipline, daily discipline, that will eventually turn into a habit after 40 days that starts to make you feel a higher level of acceptance, gratitude, and therefore happiness in your life. Maybe it's every day you dance to one of your favorite songs. Maybe it's every day you send a text to someone you love. Maybe it's every day you buy yourself a fresh flower. Maybe it's every day you go outside and put your feet in the grass or pet a puppy, whatever it is. It can be a different thing every day, just something daily that helps you cultivate that consciousness of gratitude, acceptance, and happiness. Well, to wrap up, I will say that doing the show and connecting with all of you generates so much happiness inside of me and walking into this past retreat and seeing pretty much 95 of the people there there because of the podcast just brings me such a deep 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 level of gratitude I love, love, love connecting with you every week. I love being able to coach the people that call in and be able to serve and grow with you on this show. So thank you for listening. Make sure to check out The Coach's Corner this weekend, which will be all about happiness. Take care, much love, and many blessings.